welcome to Two Inches Off the Ground. When you are enlightened, you live your life two inches off the ground. Thank you for downloading this episode. Please give me five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you like this podcast, tell a friend. Today's topic is the loss of physical self. As we age, we feel different physically in our 3D bodies. For those of us who are younger, the younger listeners who haven't experienced it yet, get ready. It's so fun. (laughs) We also accrue trauma in our bodies as we age, and I think we all know that. That trauma that we had as a child or young adult becomes more prevalent and we feel it. We literally feel it in our bodies. It sits in our bones, tissue, fascia, organs, etc. And of course, as we know on a spiritual level, that's how we become diseased or diseased, right? You I think everyone knows this, the idea of dis-ease or ill, or we are in physical pain. So we start out our human lives with a strong physical body, most of us, that hasn't betrayed us yet. We run, we jump, we play, and we move physically with ease. What happens when we have a loss of physical self and how do we deal with it metaphysically and spiritually? I've been thinking about this subject a good amount In fact, since the last episode I recorded, because I've been really experiencing physical loss. One thing that's been different for me that I've never experienced until now is hair loss. It's because I was on a drug called prednisone. It's a really strong steroid. And apparently after you finish prednisone, I was on it for a month you experience hair loss. Not everyone, but a a lot of people. I went online and this is common for a lot of people. It's your hormones are switching around and then it takes months or sometimes people report even a year or so to get back to your normal hair growth. And in other areas of my body, my hair is not growing. So it's, it's a very strange thing. I've never experienced it before. I'm fortunate enough to have really thick, hair and I have a lot of hair. In fact, when I go to my hairstylist, I have her thin out my hair and it looks like you could make two wigs out of it when I get my hair cut and when I get my hair thinned out. So I have tons of hair, so that's at least good. But it's been a little shocking for me. I I was okay with it. I wasn't quite understanding what it was. And then I read about it and I realized what it was. And last week, I felt like there was just a lot of hair coming out. I I hadn't washed my hair, and I'm going to be honest with you, I hadn't washed my hair in two weeks because I went to the hairstylist, and she straightened it and made it look all pretty, so I didn't want to touch it, and I don't have to wash my hair a lot. So um, I hadn't washed it for a couple weeks, so I finally washed it, and it was so much that came out, and when I take off a sweater at the end of the day or when I take off a hoodie or something like that, you can see all the hair on it. In fact, my husband and I were just out at a restaurant and he was like, wow, he's like, you have a lot of hair on you. So this is a physical loss I've never experienced before. So I was bummed about it last week. I wasn't overly upset, but I was just, you know, a little down about it. And now that I realize what's going on and that this is a normal cycle that my body needs to take in order to heal, I'm doing a little better with it, but it's still shocking to me. My body also, okay, let me, let me take a step back. I, I do this all the time. <laughs> let me take a step back. 
For those of you that are new to the podcast and you are not familiar with my recent health crisis, I have an autoimmune disorder called ulcerative colitis. I had a flare this past August and September that practically sent me to death. (laughs) It was really, really bad. I am still recovering and healing from that. And if you want to listen to that and the details of that, that's in episode 42. But since this health crisis, my body does not feel the same with weight on because I was so thin. And even though it was for a short period of time, it still kind of messed with me, right? I mean, I'm, I have no problem with the number on the scale because I just got weighed at my doctor's and I'm actually happy with the number on the scale and I weigh more than I have probably in, I don't know, six months a year and that's fine and I'm good with that number. But I have this warped view of what's normal. When I feel my thighs or when I feel my arms, I say to myself, is this normal? Because I'm also struggling with something called edema. It's swelling. My body does not absorb protein the way it should. So I'm having this swelling because of it. And there's this puffiness. And and that's And that's a bit of a loss of physical self too, because I'm just not used to the puffiness. So in a way, I I kind of have a little bit of a warped view of my body right now, even though I'm much happier and I'm much healthier and I have the correct amount of weight on and I think I look good. There's still a little bit of that warped way of thinking. So my physical loss has affected how I think about myself. It's affected my head. For example, uh, my wedding ring is tight. It's tight when I wake up in the morning. Sometimes I can spiral a little bit and go, oh my God, my edema is out of control. This is out of control. Well, guess what? Even before I had this flare, even before I was in this health crisis, my wedding ring was tight. That was just normal. I'm slowly starting an elemental diet to heal my gut and my intestines. An elemental diet is a fancy way to say I'm drinking shakes basically like these nutrient shakes. They have incredible amounts of nutrients in them. And then I put my own herbs in them and I put aloe vera juice and probiotics and all this stuff to heal my gut. So that's a fancy way of saying it. I'm slowly beginning to do this elemental diet because my gut and my intestines are healing when there's less food to digest, where I'm just digesting liquid, if that makes sense. And I have my fancy powders and I have my herbs and I have a routine that when I wake up and go to bed, I'm diligent. I'm diligent about this. And because of that, I've developed a small fear of travel. My husband and I discussed going to Los Angeles during the winter because that's one thing I really do miss about being a corporate flight attendant. You know, the flight's not bad. You get a direct flight here from Newark or whatever, and then you're out there and you're out there for a long weekend and it's nice and you're on the beach and there's no humidity and yada, yada, yada. And that's something that I love to do during the winter, but I don't know if I can do it. Even though we've been talking about it, I just have, I don't have a fear of getting on an airplane. I don't really have a fear of COVID. It's just getting out of that routine and making myself vulnerable and open to a flare that that scares me. I get into this headspace that if I leave my routine, I'll regress into a downhill spiral. And I understand thinking positively. I understand the law of attraction. I'm very well aware. In fact, I've done episodes on both. Yet this small fear still haunts me. 
and I'm just not sure if I can do it. And I'm someone that used to travel all the time. I was a corporate flight attendant, which is a fancy way to say I flew on private jets with the rich and famous. So I used to fly all over the world to different destinations. And even before that, I'd been a big traveler. In fact, in 2016 and 17, I was in Australia twice. So there you go. You can see what a big traveler I am. But right now I have this small fear in me. So it's that loss of physical self that has really brought out this fear in me, a fear I've never had before. Even though I know all of the metaphysical practices, I know everything to help conquer this fear, it's still there. Not a lot, but it's still there a little bit. Just getting out of my routine, the idea of it upsets me. Then with returning to my normal self, I feel 75 to 85% better than I was at my absolute worst, which is great. But I've become hyper vigilant of any change in my body. Things that were normal before and I wouldn't even blink an eye at, I analyze in my head sometimes. I overanalyze. Now, I don't do it all the time, but sometimes I just get into that headspace. For example, a week ago, I was nauseous at night. I just felt really sick. And of course, my head's going into that space of, oh my God, I'm about to go into another flare. This is a signal for another flare. And it wasn't. I just had eaten this soup that had a lot of fat in it, had a lot of animal fat, and it had too much for me, and it made me a little sick. So that's the only reason I was nauseous. So, okay, then I take it to a place of, does this mean I'm about to have another flare? Is this a sign that my body's returning to its dis-ease state? And it's not. The next morning I woke up and I was perfectly fine. But I do have a tendency now to be hyper-vigilant and just take it to that level where it doesn't need to go. This is all combined with the physical loss of others. You have no idea lately the amount of people I've talked to who are now caring for an aging parent. And this is a new phenomenon. This is a new occurrence. Or they've had a rough 2021 with physical ailments or the amount of people who we see who are dying, who are leaving this earth. I went on to Clubhouse into this room that I don't go into a lot. But I go into it and they're having this memorial for this young moderator who had just passed away. And the moderator was talking about how she has another friend who was just diagnosed with a very serious illness that week. And then another friend who had just passed away unexpectedly. You know, so it seems like physical loss in various forms is all around us lately. Why? And how do we cope on a metaphysical and spiritual level with all this physical loss? First, I have some good news. My sponsorship program is up on my website, freespiritpodcast.com backslash sponsor. You can read all about becoming a sponsor for this podcast. It's an incredible opportunity to get the word out about your business or service in an authentic, service-minded, and solution-based way. There are three tiers of sponsorship you can choose from, and in all of these tiers, you will see everything is done in collaboration with you, and I give everything my research, my heart, my personal touch, so you have the best result possible. Again, check out my sponsorship program at freespiritpodcast.com backslash sponsor. 
And while you're there, take a look at my store for my metaphysical services and digital products. And I know that you guys are very giving, you have big hearts, and you donate during the holiday season. I know I do. So if you love this podcast, think about donating to it this holiday season to support it. You can go to freespiritpodcast.com backslash donate, and you can donate via Apple Pay, PayPal, or good old-fashioned credit card, any amount that works for you. All amounts are welcome, and I really appreciate your support. How do we cope on the metaphysical and spiritual levels with physical loss? We have to realize this is present reality. This is where we are now. This is where we are in the present. And to understand that our body wants to heal, it really does. Our bodies do not want to stay in this state of inertia, right? Think about if you're just sitting in a bed or lying in a bed like I was for weeks, your body's not happy doing that. That's why people develop bed sores. And like me, I developed complete you know, malnourishment and my muscles were so weak. It's still taking me time to get those muscles back. So our body does not want to stay stagnant in inertia. And that's what source wants for us. Our source wants us to move and to change and to grow. And we have to give our bodies the impetus to change. So I want to talk about a few practices I do to help change and move and grow with my body and most importantly, to help heal. I use a healing light from Catherine Labore. She is a metaphysical saint who is known for healing the body. I'll put her name in the show notes. You can find her and how I found her was in Megan Watterson's Oracle Cards, the Divine Feminine Oracle Cards, and I love the card. I used to keep it in my kitchen, which is the healing center, or it's the health center of my home because I fungshuied my entire home, so you can do that as well. But what I do is I tap into her energy and I imagine her pouring this light onto my body and just it absorbing all over my body. And I personally start from the head and go down to my toes. And I take time with the areas where I need more healing. So for example, for me, for my gut, for my intestines right now, I was told that my thyroid is enlarged. I think, again, it's because of the medicine I was on. So I spend a little more time on my thyroid, that type of thing. When I'm in the mood... And it's not all the time. I listen to 10 Hertz by Normal Beats. You can find that easily on YouTube. You can just YouTube it. And Stephen Halpern's Healing Music, which I love because he splits it by the chakra. So you can do that. And it's really calming and really healing. Again, the name is Stephen Halpern. I use Reiki over my intestines. I have my Reiki 2 attunements. I rarely put my hands on my intestines because it's just a little too much for me right now. So I hover them over and I turn on my Reiki and, you know, energy heal that way. If you don't have Reiki, it doesn't matter. You can just energy heal in any part of the body you want to do. I analyze my dreams in the morning to understand what I'm not releasing because I have the same type of dreams over a course of nights like I'm having right now 
why am I dreaming of this particular person who hasn't been in my life for 20 years? Well, she represents something in me and something I need to let go of. Another thing that's not so much metaphysical or spiritual, it's more 3D and practical. When I talked about that small fear of travel is, you know what, maybe this winter I can't get onto a plane. I just can't do it. We also are watching a third dog who may be staying with us permanently. He has a few behavior issues, especially if we're going to be gone overnight. It freaks me out to leave him overnight. I I don't think I can do it. So on top of the whole routine and the whole new diet thing and the whole trying to heal myself, and then we put a new dog on top of it, it's just too much for me right now. But what we can do is we can pile the dogs into a car and take them down south. We can drive down south. We can do something in Florida. I don't like humidity at all, but you know, I do like certain parts of Florida. So we could do that. We could go to another state that's warmer and drive to it. I'm open to that and bring the dogs. But I, right now in the present moment I'm at, I just, I'm not sure I can get on a plane and I'm not sure that this will change three months from now. It may, but it may not. So it may have to hold off till next winter and that's fine. But that's a more practical reasoning, but it's the idea of letting it go. A good resource that I'm sure you all know about is the book, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. I've read this book a long time ago. I bought it again, and it is great because it has a glossary for each ailment and a mantra to heal the ailment. I've looked up all my ailments, which are basically one just big ailment, gut, colon, intestines, spastic colon, all this kind of stuff. And guess what? It all leads to the same spiritual reason, which is I have a problem letting go. I have a problem letting go of the past, letting go of certain emotions, letting go of maybe some anger I have in there, letting go of some trauma I have in there, but it all leads to the same road. And that was really good for me to look at during this time Because I realized, okay, it's just one thing I have to do. I have to let go. It sounds a lot easier, you know, easier said than done. But at least I know what to focus on. So even if you've read this book 20 times and you're like, oh my God, Jennifer, I know this book, please. I know it backward and forward. It's just good to have in your library and it's good to look at when you're having issues. I remember I was having sinus issues a couple years ago, a lot of sinus issues and That was a lot of not expressing myself. And once I was able to do so, those sinus issues went away. So it's just good to know, even if you're a Louise Hay expert, it's good to have this book on hand. You can also look it up online. I also take stock of how much I've improved physically from where I was two months ago. I mean, two months ago, it was bad. You know, I I don't have to go over it again, but you guys get it. It was really bad. We had American Thanksgiving here. We just had it several days ago. And of course, I made us do the cliche, cheesy American thing and go around the table and say what we're grateful for. And I kind of have one, I don't know if it's a rule, but I just say, you know, we can't say, oh, I'm grateful to be here for Thanksgiving or I'm grateful that we're all here together. You can't say that. You have to be, you know, you have to give me something more. You have to just give me something more. (laughs) And um, I said that, I'm grateful for my healing and I'm grateful that I am 
I am, you know, I'm able to cook and I'm up and about and I have great friends, the people who were, you know, sitting in front of me who helped support me in my healing. So that's what I've been grateful for. And I have to remember, wow, I am doing something right. And I also have to remember too, that when I went into my flare and things were bad, I am not doing any of the things that I was before. You know, I'm staying away from raw vegetables. That's one thing that really contributed to my flare. I'm taking all sorts of vitamins and herbs, et cetera, et cetera. So I know I'm on the right path and I'm grateful for it. All of these practices get me out of the cycle of hypervigilant thinking or negative patterns. Even if one of them resonates, They've really helped me. So if it works for you, that's amazing. If you have other things you do, that's amazing. And sometimes we fall off the wagon as metaphysical people. And, you know, even if we're coaches or experts or whatever, and we forget to do it ourselves. So it's always a good reminder to get back on the wagon and say, okay, I need to meditate today. Okay. I need to put that healing light on me today. Okay. I need to have five minutes of Reiki on my you know, knee that's killing me today, whatever it is, it's always a good reminder. All of this physical loss with regard to death that's happening, I think my friend, I'm going to give a shout out here to my friend, Tracy Shannon. Um, You know her, she said it best and you know her, she's the animal communicator from episode 18. She's awesome. So check out that episode. She said people pass to return to earth for enlightenment. Now I'm paraphrasing how she said it, but that's basically what she said. And I read about this concept recently as well. And it's been talked about in the spiritual rooms and clubhouse as well. And the reasoning is these people will return to earth with a higher soul level to advance the planet. This is what we need right now. This is why so many people are leaving earth so fast. They need to return to the astral plane, spend time with their soul group, and then return to us, refreshed, renewed, and with a new mission. This planet is evolving so fast. And I've been in so many rooms and listened to podcasts and just talked to people metaphysical and spiritual people like yourselves, where we've talked about time is moving so much faster these days. And even the younger generation will say, wow, time's moving fast. I can't believe it's Christmas break already. I can't believe it's summer holiday already. Remember when we were kids, it took forever. Now these kids are saying the opposite. So time is moving faster. The amount of veganism, plant-based eating, concern and action for climate change, which was in my past episode. It's a good episode, so listen to it. Social justice movements, etc., are happening and they're happening at warped speed. And Source wants us to continue in this ascended direction. Whatever physical loss you are enduring right now, how can you heal it? And the question is, do you want to heal it? Maybe you don't. Maybe healing doesn't resonate with you right now, which is fine because that's your path, that's your journey. But if it does, what are a couple of steps that you can take, perhaps guided by source, to heal, to heal that physical loss? Until next time, live your life two inches off the ground.